At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining me and spending your Saturday morning of NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend with me. Of course, uh, lots more left to do here in the show. Uh, we went over Divisional Playoff Weekend, college hoops. Uh, I, I will get you my NBA pick before the end of the show, I promise. Three games on the card tonight in the NBA. Uh, one of them has a, a very good trend uh, in one direction that I'm going to tail tonight. So uh, we'll get to that coming up. And I do want to get to the look-ahead lines for conference championship weekend, the possible eight matchups. Uh, earlier in the show, I gave you for today's games, Cincinnati, my bet of Cincinnati, over 21.5 team total. Uh, and I am going to lay 5.5 with Green Bay today. I didn't get a chance to break down the Sunday games. I want to do that now before we get to the look-ahead lines. Uh, and if you were with us, uh, you know, last night or two segments ago, rather, with David Behrman of ESPN, I am on Tampa Bay here, uh, and I'm going to lay the two, two and a half, uh, depending on where it is. Uh, I think at three, you can start to have a little bit of pause just based off the number. But if you're giving me less than a field goal on Tom Brady, I'm going to take it. I'm going to run some numbers by you here that are just overwhelmingly astounding. And look, I'm not saying you have to follow every trend, and I'm not saying you have to follow every number um, because that's just not a formula for success long term in betting. But I will tell you that. When you get a lot of them that go in your favor and you're talking about the best quarterback in NFL history, uh, I'm just going to follow the numbers. Now, Brady in the playoffs overall uh, as a starter against the number is 25, 20 and one. Overall, he's 35 and 11 straight up. So we know three out of every four playoff games he's winning. Uh, but 25, 20 and one against the number Brady at home in the playoffs as a favorite is 21 and four straight up. When he has a number, when Tom Brady faces a number that is between minus three and plus three, so whether he's favored by three or a dog by three points, 10, four, and one against the spread, that's 67%. I mentioned this earlier, that three, four times in Tom Brady's career, he has been a favorite of three points or less in the postseason. He's three and one against the number, 75%. And then Tom Brady against the spread in the divisional playoffs, 10, five, and one, against the number. I'm just not betting against Tom Brady in this spot. I'm not going to trust Matt Stafford in this spot over Tom Brady. Now, people want to sit here and say, look, they've got, they're banged up on the offensive line. They have issues right now. Ryan Jensen is expected to play. I get waiting to place a bet until you get better clarity on Tristan Wirfs and his availability. I think that's completely fair, but for me, it's Tampa Bay or nothing. If I get a signal that Wirfs is out 
sure. I think it may give me pause before I go to the window. But I don't see a reason to back the Rams here. Matt Stafford is hurt, and he has been hurt since the middle of the season. He's had back problems. And if you watch that game against Arizona, he got hit a couple of times, and he was hobbling down the field. So he is a tough guy. There's no doubt about it. But this is also somebody that I'm just not going to back. Uh, he, he's going to throw interceptions. I think he had 15 interceptions on the year, and 11 of them came in the last eight games of the regular season. That's where Matt Stafford is. He's been turning the ball over because he's been, his back has been hurting, and he's been sailing passes. So I'm not backing Matt Stafford over Tom Brady. Furthermore, everybody, you know, I've, I've seen people throw, oh, well, look at that 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 defense. You know, it's the Tampa Bay's injured that wide receiver, and it's going to be Jalen Ramsey against Mike Evans. Well, one, Tampa Bay has a lot more than just Mike Evans. Clearly, they still have Gronk. Um, they have other complement of receivers. Leonard Fournette's going to be there. They've been using short passes out of the backfield. I mean, Bruce Arians will devise a scheme here that's going to keep Tom Brady upright. I don't have any concerns about that. But this is not the same Rams defense that we saw last year. This isn't a Rams shutdown defense that we saw last year. So I'm not worried about the Rams defense possessing this game. Um Again, I go back to last week. I think when I watched that game unfold, it said more to me about the lack of preparation of the Arizona Cardinals than it did for how well the Los Angeles Rams played in that spot. I'm back in Brady. I don't think you need to overthink it. Uh, I'll lay the two and a half. Again, I'll wait to get to the window until I get some clarity on Tristan Wirfs just to see uh, what that situation looks like. But it's either bucks or nothing for me. The evening game tomorrow night, as I said, coin flip. Um, this is a spot here where I think two things resonate in my head. One, the playoff matchup from last year uh, where Buffalo lost to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game and the matchup from earlier this year where Buffalo won 38-20 to in Kansas City. Clearly, Buffalo is not afraid to play there. They're not afraid of Patrick Mahomes. They have a markedly better defense than the Chiefs do. Uh, and I expect it to be a shootout. I pity the poor bastard who's going to bet the under in this game. I would never do it. It's the over or nothing. Um, you know, I wouldn't bet the over in this game either. I just It's too high of a total for me to really feel comfortable with. But I would never bet the under. You're, you're not getting me to bet the under with these two teams. They can score at will and score on each other. And, look, I say that in the same breath I say about how good Buffalo's defense is. Buffalo's defense only has to be good enough to make maybe two, maybe three stops in the game, and that's it. If they get three punts— out of Kansas City, they're winning the game. That's really what it boils down to. Uh, if they get the, any version of three stops, three punts, three turnovers, uh, or three turnover on downs, whatever it may be, Buffalo should win that game. If they didn't, their offense is having an awful, an awful, awful game, uh, and, and they don't deserve to win it. Uh, that's what it boils down to for Buffalo. Get two to three stops, uh, score as often as you can, and continue to put points up on the board. And this is one of the things where coaching really seems to matter. Are you going to settle for that field goal, that, you know, 39-yard field goal instead of going for it on the 25? You know, it's, it's those kind of decisions that really could affect the outcome of the game. I trust Sean McDermott. I think he's a very good coach. What's not to trust about Andy Reid? I mean, this really is a coin flip game in every sense of the word. So, you know, uh, whatever, your, whatever your gut feels, I totally understand why you would bet on the Chiefs. I don't think you're wrong for doing it. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs this year, 6-4 and four against the spread against playoff teams, and they've outgained their opponents by nearly 500 yards in those games. So they certainly know how to manage these moments. And Patrick Mahomes, his career in the playoffs, he's 6-3 and three against the number. Not a guy that you really want to bet against. I certainly understand it. I, I, I would not be mad at you if you said I wanted to take Kansas City. I'm just going to back the Bills here. I think it's their time. Um, you know, and again, Mahomes, 
Mahomes and and Allen could be the next Brady and Manning that some of us saw growing up, right? People of my age and my oak. Uh, you know, the, the matchups that we saw for years. I mean, these two teams are going to be at the top of their divisions. They're going to be seeing each other in the regular season on a routine basis. They're going to be seeing each other in the postseason on a routine basis. Uh, they're going to have to learn to go through one another. If the Bills don't do it now, you're going to start to see that narrative form. Well, they can't get over the hump. Well, they can't beat Mahomes. They can't beat Mahomes. And 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 that's what you, they're going to have to live with. Um, and I think that, that Buffalo right now is the better team. Kansas City is really not as pristine as they used to be. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes turned the ball over a ton this year. Uh, this is a Kansas City team that only has a plus three turnover differential because Mahomes didn't take care of the football. Now, a lot of that happened earlier in the season, so I don't know if you can carry it forward because he's certainly been better at doing it. Look, and Kansas City is on a run of what uh, looks like uh, seven and two against the number in their last nine games. So, uh, and one of those games that they lost against the number was when they were favored against Cincinnati. They had a huge uh, two touchdown lead, and uh, Cincinnati came back and won the thing. So, uh, you know. This should just be Buffalo's time. Coin flip game. I'll lay the points with the Bills. Uh, I'll take the points with the Bills, rather. Okay, let's take a quick look ahead at conference championship weekend and some of the proposed lines for uh, any of the eight matchups that we could see. Now, if the Titans win, obviously they're going to host the AFC championship game. The Bills would actually be three-and-a-half-point favorites against Tennessee, and the Chiefs would be four-point favorites against the Titans. Tells you the amount of disrespect that people have for the Titans, as we spoke with David Behrman a couple of segments ago. They are a disrespected team, uh, and I'm sure they revel in that. And it'd be hard <laughs> not to take the points with the Titans at home in the AFC Championship game uh, in both those spots. Again, I think the Chiefs and Bills are probably better teams, and they probably win the game. But, uh, and oh, by the way, the Titans, I think, beat both these teams. Or, no, the Titans, yes, they beat Buffalo and they beat. Uh, Kansas City earlier this year. So the fact that they're a dog getting points there at home in the championship game is certainly a little bit perplexing. Uh, if the Chiefs win and the Bengals win, uh, the Chiefs will be laying six and a half. And it's the same number for the Bills. Uh, I think, again, you may see some variance and some fluctuation in these numbers, depending on if the Bills blow out the Chiefs and it's the Bengals, they may be seven, seven and a half uh, when they open. I, I think that there could be a little bit of room for that. Uh, but you see the, the, the difference uh, between the Bengals and and the Titans and clearly odds makers and everybody feels the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the AFC. Hence why they'd both be favored by a touchdown and they'd both be favored in Tennessee over to the NFC uh, Packers being the one seed. If they win and they host the Buccaneers, they're going to lay two uh, and against the Rams, they're going to lay three both short numbers. Buccaneers Packers would be one hell of a rematch from last year uh, in the in the postseason uh, for the NFC championship game last year. If, if it's the Rams and the Packers and the Packers are only laying three, I'd go to the window right now and bet on the Green Bay Packers. I'd, I'd literally go to the window right That is just such a short number. It would get to three and a half within the first 30 minutes of that number posting. I guarantee you. Uh, that's, a, that's a really short number. But again, you have to give the Rams a little bit of credit for winning on the road against Tom Brady. So I understand why the number is what it is. If the Rams were to win and face the Niners at home, uh, a three-point favorite for Los Angeles, which makes sense. Uh, but, again, it tells you there's not that much of an edge there. Um, and, and, and if the Niners can go into Dallas and win and then go into Tampa Bay and win, uh, there's no reason they can't go into SoFi against a division and win that game. And then finally the Buccaneers would lay three against the Niners, which, again, seems like an awful short number. A very, very – that's another number I would run to the window right now and bet um, – 
especially after Tom Brady, if he wins this game against a better Rams team than the Niners and is only a three-point favorite again, yeah, sign me up. So uh, those are the kind of look-ahead lines right now. I think, again, you'll see, be able to see some slight changes, half point to a point in any given direction on either of those games, depending on how they play out this week. But uh going to be very interesting to see which two matchups we get in conference championship Sunday. All right, coming up next, uh, we will look at some of the props for divisional playoff weekend. We'll also talk with John Dostremski of the Ringer as we get you set for the NFL playoffs. A lot more to do here on Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for watching VEASAN D Sports Betting. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. VSEN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, Big Dance Special, provides VSEN Plus all access to everything we do now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now, get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access. The upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of our most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Thank you so much for joining me. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O, as we continue through Divisional playoff weekend in the NFL. Again, John Dostremski, uh, New York, New York podcast of The Ringer will join us as uh, we'll handicap the weekend for you from uh, a side and total perspective coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes before we wrap things up and get out of here at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock Eastern rather and 7 a.m. Pacific time. But let's take a look at some of the props for uh, this weekend uh, in divisional playoff weekend uh, and Looking at certain things like highest scoring game on the weekend, Bills and Chiefs at plus 120, Rams and Buccaneers plus 330, 49ers, Packers plus 350, Bengals, Titans plus 360. You know, I would tell you that the 49ers Packers one is interesting to me. I think we, we put in our head the narrative about cold temperatures limiting scoring. And that really is kind of misleading. Cold temperatures don't limit scoring. Wind and rain affect scoring. Cold does not. You can go back to, uh, again, the. I always go back to the Giants and Packers uh, NFC Championship game when Tom Coughlin's face was frozen plastic. 
final, that game is 27-20. It's not hard to score points in cold. Um, It looks cold on TV, and no one wants to be there, and the crazy psycho sitting in the stands, I don't know how you do it. But nonetheless, 49ers and Packers would not surprise me if it was the highest total this weekend. It just means that the Bills and Chiefs would would somehow play a defensive battle, uh, which I don't necessarily necessarily see happening. As I said, I pity the poor individual who's taking the under in the Bills Chiefs. Your, Your sweats start as soon as the ball kicks off, and you are done for the rest of the day. All right. Uh, some of the other games we'll look at here. Interesting that the most rushing yards on divisional weekend, uh, the, the, the favorite here is Derrick Henry at plus 175, which again is a little bit surprising because I feel that, do we know if Derrick, Derrick Henry is going to be on a pitch count? Do we know if he can stay healthy for the entire game? Do we know how much he's going to be used as a decoy? Like what is the game plan? And Derrick Henry himself actually talked about being the pre-injury Derrick Henry. Uh, I feel good. I mean, I have a big steel plate on my foot. That's only different from the from the left foot to the right. But, I mean, I, I feel good. Just, you know, I haven't did anything like two and a half months. So, you know, just getting back out there, getting acclimated to everything and, you know, getting back to being me. It, it all starts uh, out here in the practice field and, you know, um, doing everything I can to be ready for Saturday. And that's just, that's then that's where it starts. Just trying to work hard, trying to do the best I can to, you know, be in the, uh, be the best player I can be for this team and try to um, con- contribute as best as I can. But, you know, the work starts out here like it always does. Well, you just heard Derek Henry say he's got a metal plate in his foot. Now, again, I don't know what that means. I don't have a metal plate in my foot, but it doesn't sound all that comfortable. Nonetheless, I mean, he's a beast and you have to trust him. If he says he's healthy uh, and he's ready to go, then he's ready to go. Uh, it just seems to me that for a guy who hasn't been hit in two and a half months, he... It's one of those things where if you're looking at his rushing yard prop total, um, it's it, it's probably the bulk of it's going to come in the second half. I think he may be a little bit used sparingly in the first half. I'd be shocked to see if he gets, you know, 10 carries in the first half. I think that would be a lot for him given where he is. I think they're going to slow play it a little bit with Derrick Henry and see how uh, he feels after getting contact for the first time in two and a half months. So. Interesting to see that he is the highest uh, or has the, the shortest odds, rather, on uh, most rushing yards for Divisional Week in a plus 175. Just a few other names, Elijah Mitchell, plus 400, Joe Mixon, plus 600, uh, and Devin Singletary, plus 850. Everybody else, 10 to 1 or higher. Uh, so interesting to know for Derrick Henry. All right, on to uh, most passing yards on Divisional Weekend. I was actually surprised to see this. And again, it goes back to this narrative that we think in cold weather, uh, we don't have a lot of scoring. Uh, the number that jumped off the page to me was Aaron Rodgers at plus 600. Now, Tom Brady is a favorite at plus 380. Mahomes plus 425. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Matt Stafford all plus 500. I, I mean, again, um, I, I get that weather may have something to do with it, but Aaron Rodgers, it's not like he hasn't thrown for 400 yards in cold temperatures in Lambeau Field before. Um, this could absolutely be a, a spot where Aaron Rodgers at 6-1 to one is a wonderful bet. Um, and would it really shock you if you saw the Buccaneers and Rams getting this sort of slog fest where it's a, you know, a little bit of a lower scoring game, you know, if it's a, if it's a, a 24, 23 type game, I know Brady can still throw for three fifty in a 24, 23 type game, but it, that, that, that type of tempo wouldn't surprise me. Um, given these two teams, the injuries and everything else, uh, I love Rogers getting six to one here. Rodgers needs a big performance, obviously, to silence some of his critics. And it's something that Aaron Rodgers himself says he's very keenly aware of when it comes to his legacy. But I understand that in our business, so much of it is focused on 
wins and losses, especially in the playoffs, Super Bowl rings and all that stuff. I understand that's part of uh, my legacy I'll be judged on when I'm done playing. And every year is important uh, when it comes to furthering your legacy. But uh, I take a lot of pride in the success that we've had and that I've had. And I hope we can add to it both from a how we're judged standpoint and, and how we judge ourselves standpoint. I love a bitter, angry Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I also appreciate the fact that he's gone full WWE heel. Like, it, to me, it's it's sort of fun and entertaining to watch from the outside. As I said earlier, I'm laying it with the Packers today, uh, minus five and a half. And for him to have a massive game tonight would not surprise me. I mean, it wouldn't even shock me if Aaron Rodgers has privately said to Matt LaFleur, I'm running this thing up today. Like, I think he wants to prove that badly. Um, and he wants to, to, to silence all of his haters and doubters and all the COVID stuff that he dealt with all year long. I think he's going to revel in sticking it to him. Uh, and so I, I genuinely feel like this is a, a sort of coming out party, if you will, uh, for Aaron Rodgers in the postseason at home. Uh, and he certainly could at six to one. I think it's a fantastic value bet to bet Rodgers for the most passing yards on divisional weekend, uh, staying in that game, just because again, um, it's being played today, but one of the other props that are out there, a lowest scoring game on divisional weekend. Uh, and once again, you know, 49ers at Packers, the co-favorite, uh, with the Bengals and Titans. Now the Bengals and Titans are there because there's not a lot of people who, um, I think on the outside, the public generally doesn't think those offenses are, are high flying offenses. So I don't know what you've been not paying attention to, uh, with, with the Cincinnati Bengals and their ability to score, but they only did score 26 last week. Uh, and as I said, the Titans with Derrick Henry are a team that averages nearly 30 points a game versus the one without him. Uh, that said the 49ers and Packers, uh, the other lower scoring game, because we feed into this narrative that cold means that we have fewer points, but Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, um, spoke about being able to prepare for the frigid temperatures of Lambeau Field. Nope. I mean, prepare to dress warm and prepare to get your mind right. Um, and if you do, then um, it's usually not a factor. I think we'll be all right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't do well in cold, but I'll be all right in a football game. And I think everyone else will be the same. Yeah, I don't know if you can ever prepare for your face to be frozen like plastic, like Tom Coughlin. It's certainly a memory that's ingrained in my mind from that championship game. Uh, and I, I don't think this will be the lowest scoring game. I honestly don't. I mean, if it, I, for some reason, I can see the, the Rams and Buccaneers being a very tight, low scoring game. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, but still, uh, I, I think there are going to be points to score. I, I'm not going to bet the over. I mean, a lot of these totals uh, this weekend are inflated a little bit in a sense. I mean, you're getting teams off a bye and they're rested. So you're going to, you're going to look at those teams and go, yeah, I mean, clearly they're going to be able to score because they're healthy. And it's just, it's not a a situation where I'm comfortable. Uh, Nothing jumped off the page at me. The numbers weren't really advantageous. Again, I'd play the bills uh, chiefs over Uh, it's over and nothing for me, but I, I, at that kind of number at 54, it's just a little rich uh, for me to do anything more than, uh, you know, a half unit corner unit type play on it uh, for a goof because I just, uh, one or two things that go, don't go your way mean you don't go over. Uh, one red zone pick, one missed field goal, something like that could could hurt you when it comes to it. So uh, we'll see what the 49ers and Packers do. I think I think there will be points scored in that game. One more note here, most receiving yards wild card weekend, Cooper Cuff uh, at plus 500, Devontae Adams plus 550, Jamar Chase plus 800. Great value. I mean, he could literally have a 175-yard, 200-yard game, 200 game like that. Uh, he's that kind of player and that kind of uh, impact player uh, when it comes to 
you know, being able to yards after the catch and being able to make big plays happen. So uh, I'd also look at a Jamar Chase over longest reception prop um, because, again, all it takes for him, honestly, is, is one missed tackle and he could be off to the races. So those are some of the props we're looking at for divisional playoff weekend. When we come back, John Dostremski of the Ringer, New York, New York podcast will join us as we'll get his take on divisional playoff weekend. That's coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. Stay with me, Mark Zinno, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to Point Spread Saturday. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year. So make plans now to join the VSIN betting excerpts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. Welcome back in Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining us here. Still more to do uh, as we get set for divisional playoff weekend. Uh, I'll give you the rest of my final picks, uh, both in college hoops and the NBA, along with the NFL. All coming up. But joining us now, good friend of mine, uh, one of my favorite handicappers. You can hear him on the New York, New York podcast, part of The Ringer. He is John Jastrzemski joining us here on Point Spread Saturday. Johnny, good morning and welcome, brother. Mark, thanks for having me. Fired up. Divisional weekend. Games should be absolutely outstanding. Really looking forward to them. What's happening, dude? All right, let's get it going here. First game on the slate, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee laying three and a half. I have The only question I can't answer in this game is just the variance of Derrick Henry and is he going to be back? And if he is, you know, this is a Tennessee team that should cover this game easily. While they had Derrick Henry this year, they averaged 28 points per game without him. They averaged just 20. He's clearly going to be the X factor in this game, but how do you handicap it? I like the Tennessee Titans either way. Look, I think Tennessee is a disrespected number one seed. And I know a lot of people, Mark, are buying into the Cincinnati Bengals. They got the sexy quarterback in Joe Burrow. They covered a lot down the stretch. They cover last week miraculously against the Vegas Raiders. So, like, I understand that there are a lot of people who are probably rushing to the ticket window today wanting to back Joe Burrow. But I think Tennessee, with their defense, with their physicality, with the return of Derrick Henry, and I don't know how many carries necessarily he's going to get in this game, but I think he's going to give the Tennessee Titans a spark either way. If it's 10 carries, if it's 15 carries, if it's 20 carries, this is a guy who's a flat-out beast. If Ryan Tannehill plays turnover-free football – I like Tennessee. It's my favorite player Saturday. I locked it into minus three when this line came out. I don't think you're going to find a minus three basically anywhere. But let's be honest. I don't think that should matter. If Tennessee plays their A game, they should go and win this game by double digits. Yeah, Mike Vrabel is just a very Belichickian when it comes to having a bye and how good his team is off a week's rest uh, coming up as well. And by the way, Cincinnati this year, four of their six losses, they've given up an average of 114 yards a game on the ground. Derrick Henry, no stranger to rushing for over 100 yards. On to the second game here between the Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just one of these spots, JJ, where I'm not going to overthink this. You give me the better quarterback off a bye at home. It ticked off Aaron Rodgers. I'm laying the five and a half of the pack with very little reservation. I have a San Francisco team that's banged up, a Jimmy G that's banged up. Back-to-back road games from Dallas to California. Back to the frigid temperatures of Lambeau. I love the pack today. I understand that. 
And look, going against Aaron Rodgers in the divisional round off of a week with a quarterback who's clearly not as good, I get it's not going to sound appetizing. However, I think if we're going to go and compare rosters, 1 through 53, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the deeper team. And quite frankly, I actually think the San Francisco 49ers are the better team. I have not been a believer in the talent of Green Bay all year, and they've made me look foolish. They've made me look stupid. This game particularly, Mark, was the toughest for me to pick out of any of the four. Like when I was going through my research and my prep work and just thinking about these games, this was the game I was the most on the fence on. And I'm going heads up from this standpoint. I think Green Bay finds a way. But I think the Niners have the ingredients and have the recipe to be in this game. They can take the air out of the football. They can run it a ton. Debo Samuel's been an absolute beast. Their defense is going to have Bosa and Warner playing. So, look, does Aaron Rodgers pull a rabbit out of the hat like he did in their regular season matchup? There's a very good chance of that. But I'm going to go against the grain here. I don't think it's going to be particularly fun, but I'm going to take the five and a half begrudgingly with San Francisco. <laughs> Green Bay this year, 6-0 and against the number against playoff teams and outgained those teams by 350 yards. Uh, on to Sunday here, J.J., uh, as we look at the first game between Tampa Bay and the L.A. Rams. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, and I'll just run down the numbers here about Tom Brady in the playoffs. 10-4-1 against the spread when he is a between a three-point favorite and a three-point dog, 67%. 3-1 against the number as a favorite of three points or less. 10-5-1 against the number in the divisional round, 21-4 straight up. I'll roll the dice here and say that if Tampa Bay ends up winning because they kick a field goal and win by one or two, I'm not going to be upset about it. I, I know I'll be wrong, but I think the handicap and the process is right. I'm not betting against Tom Brady, especially when Matt Stafford is the other quarterback. I get it, Mark, but if you look at the Los Angeles Rams, they've had success against Tom Brady. They beat him last year in the regular season. They beat him up. This year, they played, what, in week three? That defense got after Brady. And this is not the same Tampa team that won a Super Bowl last year. They don't have Antonio Brown. They don't have Chris Godwin. There are questions about what you're going to get out of Leonard Fournette coming back off the injury. And the Rams, I think you're going to be confident going into this game. Now, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, I get that's a mismatch on paper. Look, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever do it. I've seen Tom Brady lose playoff games, though. What has been the ingredient? Pressure. The Giants are able to do it. The Jets back in the day were able to do it. You know who else is able to do it? A guy by the name of Von Miller playing for the Denver Broncos in a championship Sunday game. I think Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Floyd wreck havoc. I think the emergence of Odell Beckham is a game changer for the Rams. And I am heads up again, my friend. I'm rolling with the Los Angeles Rams. Man, just breaking my heart here, JJ. Two New York kids crossfiring all over the place. You Look, know, I thought I'll... we'd have a united front on these, to be honest with you. I, I will say this, Mark. I feel a lot better about this Rams play than I do the Niners play tonight. Like, the Niners play, that was by far and away the toughest game. This game I kind of love from the get-go. Like, I was thinking on Tuesday, I'm like, yeah, I'm locking the Rams on the money line today. I love them.
Listen, again, if I'm wrong betting on Tom Brady, I'm never really that upset, right? Because all the numbers are in my favor as far as, you know, the the, the past that he has and, and, and the amount of success that he's had in the past. You don't make a lot of money betting against Tom Brady in the NFL. So if I'm wrong, you know, I tip my cap to those who are on the Rams. I'm just not going to go to the window with it. Uh, and finally, the last game on Sunday, which, again, I said earlier, I think it's really only the only true coin flip game between the four, Buffalo and KC. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm going to take the two points uh, and, and be okay with it. Uh, I just think it's the Bills' time. There's not really a strong handicap here because, honestly, there's reasons both these teams can win this thing. I do trust Buffalo's defense. As I said earlier, J.J., it boils down to them getting two or three stops in any size, way, shape, or form, a punt, a turnover, a turnover on downs, whatever it may be. If they get those two or three stops, this is an offense that's more than competent enough to be able to win this game. I'm with you on the Buffalo Bills. I'm a believer in Josh Allen and the idea that it is his time. You know what could play a role in this game, though, Mark? The idea of what defense is going to force the other team to go and kick a field goal. Because, look, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen with those high-octane, high-powered offenses, you expect them to go and score a boatload of points. If the difference ends up being three for three in the red zone as opposed to, I don't know, one for three in the red zone – that could determine this game. And you know everyone is rushing to the ticket window to bet the over in this game. Why do I have a funny feeling, Mark, that we're going to see this game land on the other side? And I'm thinking long and hard about the under in this game. But we have a family play to wrap up the division around because I'm also wrong with the Buffalo Bills. And I'm a little bit more confident. I, I think they got so much juju going. Hate going against Mahomes. But they won an arrowhead earlier this year. I think they find a way to do it again. No, they're definitely not scared. But I, I said earlier, I pity the poor bastard who takes an under in this game. Your sweat start as soon as the ball kicks off and there is no turning back. That is four, four, four quarters of pure just agony hoping this thing stays under. I'll give you credit. I would, It's the over or nothing for me. I would never bet the under in this game. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the torture. I'm, I'm a specialist <laughs> in uh, handling uh, wagering torture on a Saturday or Sunday. So par for the course. All right, going to be a great divisional weekend. JJ, I always appreciate the time. And make sure you guys check out the New York, New York podcast on The Ringer. John Dostremski, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend worth of games, brother. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, God, just a blast. Kid's awesome. So, uh, yeah, you bet the under, man. You have extra large huevos. I want no part of that kind of sweat for four consecutive quarters. Just a very, very tough spot. So, uh, but yeah, we got four great games. And again, I, I do kind of like his, his handicap on Tennessee and the strength behind it. It really boils down to how much Derrick Henry we get for me and, and what that looks like. It's just variance. I can't eliminate at this point in time. I need one data point, just one. Like if Derrick Henry gives me regular Derrick Henry for one game and they win, I can trust in the championship game. I'm going to see that same Derrick Henry. Uh, I just don't know how much they're going to push him. Uh, I don't know how much they're willing to, to give Derrick Henry his normal workload and try and figure out if he can be the same guy he was in the first eight weeks of the season. All right, we come back here. Uh, we will wrap things up. I'll give you all my final plays for the week and continue to break down the weekend and a whole lot more. Appreciate your spending your Saturday morning with us here on VSIN. This is Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Thanks for listening and watching VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSEN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSEN.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many, many more. They're all free and available now at VSEN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the final segment here of Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Thank you guys for spending your Saturday morning with us, getting you set for the full day of sports, including NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend, uh, lots in college as well. I've been promising you this NBA pick for a better part of the show now, uh, as in the final segment, we always give you my final thoughts here and the plays that I'm on today, and I'll do that NBA pick right now. Um, there is only three games in the slate on the NBA tonight, and it's an, it's a spot here where you can take advantage of a trend that has been immensely in better's favor this year uh, when it comes to back-to-backs versus rested teams. The Milwaukee Bucks played last night and defeated the Chicago Bulls 94-90 in a game where the Bulls did not have both uh, Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. Low-scoring game, clearly went under the total, and uh, Milwaukee Bucks get the win. Milwaukee is now playing at home again tonight. Uh, This time they're taking on the Sacramento Kings. The trend in the NBA this year has been very simple. Any team that is playing a back-to-back versus a team with two days rest or more, which the Sacramento Kings have, the favorite there is covered only 35% of the time. Sacramento is playing just their third game in the last six days. They played Houston on the 16th and Detroit on the 19th, and now they play again here on the 22nd. However, conversely, the Bucs are now playing their fourth game in their last Five days since the 17th when they played Atlanta, the 19th against Memphis, last night against Chicago, and today. This is a big number uh, and one that I was hoping I was going to get last night as I was watching the Bucks game unfold, uh, and I'm glad that they did. Look, Sacramento is not a team, honestly, that you know is going to scare Milwaukee, um, but laying nine and a half points for me is a spot here where I'm going to back that trend uh, where the favorites are only covering 35% of the time, and I'm going to take the nine and a half points. Now, something to look out for. Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings just cleared health and safety protocols last night. 
I would wait just to make sure that he is in the game. If he is, I love this pick even more. I like the spot where it is right now, just based off the trend in the spot. But if Halliburton comes back, he's their best assist man. Uh, and he's a big part of their offense between De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton, Harrison Barnes. This is a team right now and they can score. Don't be shy about Sacramento. They can absolutely get out and score. They've broken a hundred. They've broken at least 108 in their last five contests. And if they can score at that rate, they're certainly going to keep this thing within 10 points. Unless Milwaukee, who has uh, who had, had a slow night last night, you could tell they're starting to tire. And look, uh, Milwaukee as well, back-to-back wins over Memphis and over Chicago, two of the top teams in the league and two of the top scoring teams in the league. They may be out of buckets in this one, which is also why I like the under 230 and a half. That's a lofty total. And I just don't think Milwaukee's going to do their part to get to 115 uh, in this spot to be able to get over that 230 number. Uh, I, I think it's a low scoring game. I'll take Sacramento, uh, low scoring by NBA standards. That means, you know, you, each team will break 100, but they ain't getting to 115. If both of these teams break this total, it's because one of these teams carried the load uh, all the way through. And I get it. Can Milwaukee do that with Giannis? Absolutely, they can. But uh, I'm going to back the trend here again. Back-to-back teams versus a team with two games of rest. The favorite only covers 35% of the time. And uh, I'm going to take Sacramento plus nine and a half. And I like the under here, 230 as well. Staying with basketball, let me get to my college plays for the day. Uh, Just four games, uh, two in the SEC, two in the Big 12. Kentucky and Auburn here, uh, 149, a very high total. Both these teams score in the 80s. I'm going to take the over. Uh, Auburn's top 20 in possessions per game. Kentucky averages 72 possessions per game. That's top 100 in America. Both these teams, very good shooting teams. Kentucky at 49.5%, Auburn at 45%. Don't overthink it. These teams want to play fast. They want to score. If they don't, it's because they're not making shots. It's not because this is a great defensive battle all around. They just didn't make shots today, but I'll trust the button that both these teams will. And I'll take the over a very high 149 LSU and Tennessee. Uh, I'll take LSU getting five, just too many points for the number one field goal percentage team, field goal percentage defensive team in America in LSU, a little bit of concern about the LSU offense. Um, they haven't broken 70 versus SEC opponents this year, except against Tennessee. Conversely, Tennessee hasn't broken 70 versus SEC except one game when they played Kentucky. Um, So the scoring could be a little bit of an issue. But if you're giving me the best defensive, one of the best defensive teams in America catching five points, I'll take it over to the Big 12, West Virginia and Texas Tech. A big number for Texas Tech to be laying at minus nine. However, Texas Tech is undefeated at home. They're 11 and 0. Their average margin of victory for the wins in conference is 11 points per game. Their average margin of victory for conference wins at home nearing 14 points per game. Texas Tech, one of the top field goal percentage teams, uh, field goal de- percentage defensive teams in America, uh, top 10 if, in fact. And I'm going to back. Texas Tech here. I know it's a big number. West Virginia is a mediocre offensive team at best, uh, being how good Texas Tech is at home. I know it's a lot of points, but I'll trust the Raiders here, uh, the Red Raiders rather, and lay the nine points. And then finally, Baylor and Oklahoma. Baylor laying three. They're 4 0 on the road. They've already beaten Oklahoma this year by 10, 84 to 74. Uh, Oklahoma is a team that over their last three is shooting just 41%. It's uh, enough for me to back Baylor here. Uh, minus the three. I also do like the over at 136. I think this game gets into the 70s. Baylor is top 20 in American field goal percentage. OU is a very good uh, field goal percentage team. I know I said it just over the last three, they're shooting 41%, but that can correct itself a little bit here uh, and they'll get back to normal. They're top 10 in America in field goal percentage. So I'll take the over 136 and I'll lay the three points with Baylor. 
And those are my college picks for the day. Over to the NFL and divisional playoff weekend. Uh, four plays here that I'm going with. Actually, five because I'm going to put a tease together for you guys here. But I like Tennessee. I'm sorry. I like Cincinnati, rather. Their team total over 21 and a half. I think John Dostremski made a great case as he joined us last segment for why you should bet Tennessee at the window. I think there are reasons to bet both of these teams. I, I genuinely do. Just too much variance with Derrick Henry and how much he comes back. If he's back, this is a Tennessee team that easily should win and cover this number. Uh, at three and a half, I get the bet on the Bengals. Uh, certainly a number that favors the Bengals, so I'm not shy about it. But if the Bengals are going to keep this thing close, and I do think it's an overtype game, uh, they're going to get over that 21 and a half. So that's where I'll put my money on the Bengals. Over team total, 21 and a half points. Green Bay and San Francisco. I don't want to overthink this. This could be paralysis by analysis, and I think you're going to try to look and find ways that San Francisco can stay in this game, and I get those reasons. Whether it's Debo Samuel, whether it's, oh, Fred Warner is going to play, Nick Bosa is going to play. Yes, Nick Bosa is only coming out of concussion protocol, I say only, but Fred Bosa's injury, a little bit different of a soft tissue injury. Is he going to be 100%? Um, you know, Jimmy G has performed well, but this is a guy who's banged up. Don't overthink this. You, you can try to find ways that San Francisco is going to cover this. I'm getting the better quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, where the Packers are 7-1 against the number at home. They're 6-0 against the number against playoff teams this year. This is Aaron Rodgers' moment. He talked about his legacy. He's well aware of what this game means. He's a little bit of a ticked-off Aaron Rodgers. He had to deal with all the COVID stuff this year. Uh, I'm going to back him. I'm going to lay the 5.5. And, and I necessarily don't have a lot of reservation about it. Again, the other thing, Green Bay, plus 14, or plus 13, rather, in turnover differential. San Francisco, minus 4 on the year. Jimmy G is going to throw a pick at some point in this game or turn the ball over in an inopportune time. Packers will take advantage. I think the only way that Green Bay doesn't cover, it's a situation where they get backdoored. They're up 34 to 24 or 34 to 23 and uh, San Francisco scores a late touchdown to get this thing within that five and a half. On to Sunday, just for the picks real quick, I'm backing Tom Brady, not betting against him in the playoffs, especially as a short favorite. Tom Brady, when he's been a three-point favorite or less, it's happened four times. He's three and one against the number. Tom Brady is 10-5-1 against the spread in the divisional playoffs. He's also in the in the playoffs as a home favorite. Brady is 21-4 and four straight up. I'll roll the dice and say that Tampa Bay won't end up having to kick a field goal to win by one or two in this spot. So I'm backing Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then finally, I'm going to take the points with the Bills. Uh, they get the two or three stops they need. This is their time. They're not afraid to go into Arrowhead. They did it earlier this year and won and won handily. Their defense is good enough. Uh, and certainly I think they have the right coach in this spot to go in and beat the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and put together a tease for you guys uh, again for me I'll take the bills up to plus eight uh, and take the Packers down to minus or plus a half rather I, I think it's a very solid tease I think there are good teaser options this weekend but for me in those two spots I'll take the bills over a touchdown and the Packers just to win the game outright at home uh, I think it's a very easy tease and certainly uh, one that I believe certainly will pay out so those are my picks for the weekend both in the NBA in the NFL. Appreciate you guys as always joining me every Saturday here on Point Spread Saturday. Saturday, follow me on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Keep up with all my picks and analysis there as well. And again, appreciate everybody joining us on Point Spread Saturday. Back next week for Conference Championship Weekend. Enjoy everything and all the games today. Thanks for watching and listening to Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.